So she used to work there and I would come for the Christmas party and like there would be like a Kris Kringle or some shit mm. or like the company would buy kids presents. Mm. And because my name was Alexi, they didn't know like, they just assumed it was a girl's name because mm. they didn't know like what it was. Yeah. I remember all these other kids got like all these like fucking Star Wars shit or whatever. And I just got this Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We're in a brand new studio. Mm-hmm. It's going to be red hot. Excuse any audio stuff, but there is no audio <laughs> stuff. It's all fine. <laughs> and uh, to ring in the new studio, who do you get in? But one of the kings of guests. Wow. Podcaster, Royalty. television writer, former host of Greenlight's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Save the best to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, wor- I'm working up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Alexi Toliopoulos is back. Uh, wow. Hi, Alexi. I'm, I feel elated to be here, <laughs> but especially because the topic at hand, it makes me feel like that you guys have promoted to me to be like Prince of the City. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, so. I feel like I'm a default Sydney guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. <laughs> wow. We, we definitely thought you as soon as we thought about this place. Yeah. Right, yeah. Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there was one particular <laughs> venue that maybe Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll say what we're covering. We're covering Darling Harbour. Wow. The oh, jewel yeah. of Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Darling Harbour, Darling Guest, I say. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Darling Harbour's changed a whole bunch, mm-hmm. but we've been, I mean, I've been around there for the last 20 or so years. Mm-hmm. So is Lexi. You guys have we've all worked around yeah. there. Well, it's Been a tourist trap, mm-hmm. so it's a very much. Uh, I don't know about you, Drewy, but definitely from Newcastle, it was like, let's go to Sydney. Oh, where are we going to go? Of course, we're going to Darling Harbour. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where would we, where else would we go? I mean, what are we doing? I know? remember riding the monorail when I was a kid. Oh wow! And loving it and thinking, well, this is the greatest city I've ever been. To. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was like my first thing, like my first experience with it, and then. It, do, it sucks. You go there now. Like it's there's no monorail. Yeah. Yeah. Like the monorail. <laughs> no monorail. No small pedestrian train that little children can go on. <laughs> or Drew. Or it's, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also, I guess, it's like right next to some of, I mean, in Cockle Bay Wharf, but it's next to some of Sydney's elite bad clubs. Mm-hmm. Like mm. you've got Cargo, you've got Bungalow 8, all, all yep. that yep. little... That, and the, I think that King Street Brew House, there used to be comedy there when I started. Oh, wow. um, really? Yeah, comedy on the corner, I believe it was called. Oh, wow. I got knocked back for, uh, from one of my first spots. There. Oh, wow. I, I didn't even on. know this existed. Really? Comedy wow. on the corner. There comedy we go. On the corner. Who would have been there? Like Mikey Robbins and stuff? Like just people who go, that's a comedian, book them. Uh, fuck. Yeah, that was probably eight comics eight in the comics. city. Yeah. 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 And no like, Jamie thing. Yeah, I mean, I, well, no, they didn't let me near the place. But. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot to talk about. The first thing, obviously, I wanted to ask you about, Lexi, mm-hmm. is, a, is a little futuristic restaurant wow. <laughs> from uh, the turn of the millennium Yes, uh, called Zert. X-E-R-T-S. Yes. I will tell you, I had I had at least maybe two birthdays at Zert's. But I don't know if it was around long enough to have been around for two of my birthdays. 21st and your 30th. Yeah, I, I I remember I had a lot of fondness for Zertz. 
and I will. It, it was basically a science fiction themed restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I remember. This, it, this it sounds was, like a bit. It, just, yeah. it really sounds like a Simpsons episode. Or something, yeah. you know? It has exactly that vibe. Like yeah. it feels like such a commercial place. And uh, when I say science fiction themed, like no, I'm not going like, oh, there's a Star Trek room, and of course <laughs> there is a Dune dining buffet. <laughs> no, it's like they've invented like a sci-fi. <laughs> Generic yeah. retro future sci-fi place. Yeah, it's like you're ordering from uh, your waiter, Gorp. Yeah, and okay. he's just like an alien. He's it's just like- an alien, and I, I, I've not looked into it since. But every now and then, I go, I get an obsession going like. Zertz, what was that? And it's not too much of it online, <laughs> but I remember. Let me. I'll tell you how it feels to go in. I, I, I imagine me eight years old. I look almost exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I've never once gone through metamorphosis in my life. I have the same personality. Uh, I got. You go into this place in Darling Harbour. You go into a building. Eight years old. Your birthday. A sack full of Criterion <laughs> yeah. collection. Yeah, I've got a Fellini themed birthday party at Zertz. <laughs> Uh, but you, you go you go into like this elevator and um, you, when you enter the elevator, there's a big screen, like a projector screen on there. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's like a movie. <laughs> Whatever's about to happen, at least I'll be watching a movie for the next three minutes. <laughs> but then the doors close and the elevator like grumbles, but it doesn't feel like it's really moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you see on the screen that uh, there's a video of, other people in the elevator and like you go into it and the elevator shoots up into the sky. Okay. You just see a screen of the elevator flying through the sky, through the atmosphere and landing on a space station, I think, yeah. for my memory. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a space station. And then the doors open and lo and behold, you are on that Space station. Right. Okay. Okay. Ready to eat. Ready to eat. <laughs> so imagine like a bunch of like eight-year-old nerds go like, wow, this is so yeah. exciting. And I remember there's attractions like you can get on um, like a – like a, what are they called? Like stationary roller coaster type vibes. Mm, like you would okay. have a Sega World, like a yeah. simulator, yeah. a yeah. simulated roller coaster or something. Well, this sounds like when you go to like Movie World and you go on the Batman ride or something, and they do all the yeah. preamble. So it's like a, it is a <laughs> fat plus spaghetti. At the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the only way you could improve the Batman ride <laughs> is have a nice burger halfway through it. That is the idea of a restaurant as well. Being like, we'll call it preamble the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, no, maybe Zertz is better. Yeah, Zertz, and I don't know. Zertz does it stand for anything? Do, maybe, no, I don't I think it's like desserts. Like, you know, it's like Aussie slang for. No, I think the desserts? X is just like you make it futuristic. So it's yeah. not a des- It's a proper It's not restaurant. a dessert restaurant. You so, can but have this is the thing. They've got every course, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can have starters, mains, side it's courses. The future, Alex. Uh, oh, that's what I thought. The future would just be desserts if you're an eight year old kid, you know? <laughs> I think uh, I've never thought about it before because I thought, I always thought desserts too. Like it must be desserts or something, but I think it maybe it's like extraterrestrial. Maybe oh, like it's got yeah. a little bit of that the, makes a lot of a sense. Few of those How do you spell it? X E R T S. yeah, of course. Yeah. Zerts. Zerts. Yeah. I love it. And Plus so the domain was probably available, right? Like the oh, word yeah. domain. Yeah. You know? This is pre-internet. Like, <laughs> is barely touching the world. I think. I think it would be like ninety. 899 oh, is when it I would have been It was definitely still Pre- around in 2000 because yeah. I went okay. there once. You worked oh. there, did you say? No, I went there. Oh, okay. I wish <laughs> I worked there. Wow. Went there once. Years old, wow. working in the future. I didn't know we had a return uh, serviceman. Uh, <laughs> <in the space laughs> but I know because they, I mean, 
I don't know anyone who owns the restaurant or anything, but they'd probably have a claim to like being like, hey, we kind of uh, were the progenitor for iPad ordering. Because like everywhere you sat had like a little computer screen Mm -hmm. that you ordered from. Wow. And that was like, that was the future. Well, they would have invented the iPad as well. That was before (laughs) iPads. Yeah, it was pre (laughs) I heard that Zertz was liquidated and turned to Wagamama many years (laughs) later. It was a slow conversion. So it was like that sort of, and the cuisine was just general Western food, right? kind of like dog shit. (laughs) I will also reveal another thing. I went to Zertz a few times, not just my birthday. Lots of eight-year-old boys had their birthdays there. It was the go-to place. I spewed every single time. I vomited every time. And I have this one vivid memory that I, I remember it clearer than being at Zertz was like on the bus home, uh, from Zertz with my dad and we're, with my parents are probably going for a divorce or something at this time because I remember only being me and my dad or maybe it was earlier sorry I can't get my autobiography straight <laughs> right now but I remember we're just like maybe one stop away from our home and just like knowing something's going to come out of my face oh, like no. I knew I was going to vomit oh. and I just remember putting my hand on my mouth <laughs> But then the pressure that caused caused one squirt of <laughs> to really fly out. <laughs> and just as I was to like get off the bus and just like being sick all over my hand oh, and on the ground. And it was like, yeah, and I kept on wanting to go back. <laughs> it was like seeing the future and I guess my yeah. stomach couldn't handle it. Yeah. But they didn't like put any wacky food dyes in to make the food look like so. alien See, food. See, I'm not that... I think there might have been theme to it because I remember ordering like what would have been, I guess, like a chimichanga, which is kind of oh like my a God. fried. This is the future. <laughs> yeah. 1999 Sydney, we've got Mexican cuisine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I was so like, I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. And it yeah. was like kind of like a deep fried burrito. But I remember mm-hmm. it like being like faced up like it was a rocket, a rocket. ship. Ah. Okay. It was like three little rocket towers. And, I was and like, you yeah. ate it with your arms tied behind your back. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I brought my own tie. <laughs> oh wow. my God. Because I remember, I remember eating a burger there. That's all I can remember yeah. is I ate a burger. I mean, I remember being transfixed by the freaking iPad ordering system. And I think they had games on it too. Yeah. You could play games. Was there games in the... Re- was there like a little arcadey part of it or anything like that? Or was it just... You would have thought so, mm. but I think like nearby would have been Sega World and, yeah. right, okay. and stuff. So it might have been difficult. I have seen photos from inside it that went around the internet, I think maybe on Reddit or Twitter or somewhere. Wow. So we'll have to put them up on the YouTube because yeah. it looks fucking insane. There was also like, I think I looked on the internet and there was, someone was saying there was a rumor that a boy like died there. Oh, wow. In, in the pitch. Maybe, maybe the air, maybe got tossed out the airlock or oh something. Oh my God. <laughs> but like someone was God. saying it's it's haunted. And then like I saw someone like sign into Reddit being like, guy who worked at Zertz here, just confirming, was not haunted by a young boy <laughs> who died from eating the food. <laughs> like, yeah, from eating the food. It's an instant death. <laughs> <laughs> he dies on. Because the burger tastes like crap. (laughs) Oh, it's so dry. (laughs) He dies of dehydration. Doesn't even get sick or anything. He drops dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even choking. It's going down okay. Oh Oh my God. Yeah, so anyone, if you've ever been to Zert's listener, hit us up Mm. with it. If you can find pictures, because like Lexi said, it is kind of, it doesn't have one of those kind of pedestrian style, like, remembers. Zert's articles quite yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It must have been around for a couple of years if you remember going 
multiple times, right? Yeah, but I was the exact right age where it's like every boy had their birthday there. Right. We, so we okay. went a bunch of times. Mm. And I you know, I probably technically was bulimic that year from how many times, <laughs> <laughs> how many times I ate there. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. And the, the, the yeah. food must have had, like, at least if that space names, right? It was, do you guys oh, remember I'm the name? Oh, I'm sure it was, no. like, out of this world, chimichanga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, a Milky Way shake or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. definitely yeah. that. But like, who knows? Like, it's so strange. How? The burger. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, I remember it just being so fascinating and so cool. But now when I think about it, I was like, yeah, they had, like, a fake roller coaster or something. I can kind of picture what the alien mascot Scott looks like. I don't know if you have a photo of him. I'm trying to get, get it now. But he looked green. I think it was a green fella. <laughs> it was a green fella. He was a green fella. He looked kind of like um the little green guys from uh, there you uh, go. Toy Story. Yeah, perhaps? exactly well, like yeah. that. You know what? Wow, yeah. Isn't that don't they go to a isn't in Toy Story the first one they go to a space restaurant? It might be based yeah. on that space restaurant. Oh, dude, Pizza do, Planet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you look like you see the guys. Just put it all together. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like we can sue them. <laughs> <laughs> Just that is like fucking the usual suspects moment. That's <laughs> like, the glass drop. That's the mogul. Oh, oh my yeah, God. He looked different to how I remembered. He l- looked pretty similar well, to how I remember. And here's a picture, a little picture of the screen that you oh, ordered wow. from. Oh, wow. That looks like pretty cool. Pretty high tech stuff. God damn. And so then, what year did Toy Story come out? <laughs> <laughs> I think 95. Just parallel yeah. thinking between yeah. <laughs> Pixar. They didn't steal the bit. Yeah, they also stole the X from Pixar too. <laughs> <laughs> but I... And, uh, that picture of that fella, the little green boy, mm. I also awakened something that was huge at that time. For some reason, in the 90s, in like maybe it was everywhere, but definitely in Australia, Marvin the Martian was oh. one of the greatest oh, celebrities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he'd been around for a long time, but in the 90s, there was something yeah. about Marvin that everyone loved Marvin the Martian. Man, yeah. I had multiple jumpers with mm-hmm. Marvin on there. He's always on the planet. And yes. he's still got that Planet like fully, it's like they've shot it in like a, um, with like a fisheye lens or something. Mm-hmm. Like he's rapping in a, a 90s rap video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. loved Marvin the Martian. Loved that guy. And I, I remember I was obsessed with him. I just thought he was the coolest guy. Mm. I wanted to dress like him. Loved his little hat that he wore, his helmet. <laughs> the little skirt. I love that skirt that he wore. Yeah. And those big sneakers. I just thought he was so cool. It's just he's Alexi covered in vomit wearing a Marvin the Martian <laughs> skirt. And they like, I fucking invite Alexi to Again. <laughs> yeah, puke alien boy, let's go. But Marvin the Martian, he was humongous back then. Yeah, he really and was. you would have seen so many of him running around at Sega World and you know around the Darling Harbour area. He would have been huge. So we talk about Sega World because we can talk about Sega World. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. get into it. I I don't have any info, but I remember it. I went there once as a kid. It was pretty wild, right? Mm. It was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys remember it's it. More or less yes. a big arcade. No, it was a theme park. Or a theme park. Oh, wow. But it was an indoor theme park. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's probably not a massive theme park, but it was definitely bigger than arcade. It had rides, it had Mm -hmm. areas you would go, and it was... Yeah, it was all the latest Sega games. Yeah. Yeah. And And you could get nuggets and chips. (laughs) (laughs) Spew in the car park. (laughs) 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 You better leave us puking that up later. (laughs) They let you come in dressed like Marvin the (laughs) Martian. Even though he was from a competing franchise. (laughs) I'm going, one for the one for the arcade (laughs) cruise. Um, I went to Sega World kind of, I had a different experience because I went 
I would have gone in 2000, so mm. I kind of went when it was on its, like, death now. Yeah. So, like, that Absolutely. was what Drew said. Like, you go in, it's mm-hmm. this ginormous space, mm-hmm. but it's all an arcade. Yeah. Like, I think... It's been were, hit pretty bad. Coins are flying right yeah. out of it. I think <laughs> there there were 10 rides and only two working at the time. Oh, my God. And so it was just, like, just like you know, 20, 30 arcade machines mm-hmm. in a space that would have held, like... 200, easily. Mm-hmm. You, got, so you can just see Sonic the Hedgehog fucking smoking a cigarette. Five o'clock shadow. His eyes are all fucking ring red. Keeps ignoring phone calls. He's just like, oh. That's the but I mean, this out. was kind of like, this time was a very interesting time for Sega as a whole. Because mm-hmm. this is like around the start of Sega's collapse. Exactly. Oh, like yeah. total collapse of the company. Because through the 90s, They've been riding high, baby. Mm-hmm. Sonic's one of the most popular mascots. A yeah. young Jamie Kirk has him on everything. Wow. He's my he was Marvin your Marvin. <laughs> You're Marvin. I wow. have Sonic plush toys. I have Sonic shirts. I have Sonic book bags. I have mm. comics. You're reading the comic Dude. books. You're watching TV shows. Yeah, I'm watching writing the TV Writing the fan show. fiction. Are you writing playing the, the video fiction. game? Or you're I, just like, I like the other media. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a Sonic video game? Yeah. I, I don't want to be Sonic. I don't want to play as him. I want to see his world. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to enjoy his life. I, can, I don't want to I impose. can never inhabit him. He's got so much attitude. Uh, Sega's riding so high at mm-hmm. this period. The Mega Drive, I think it overtaken the Super Nintendo as the mm. console of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Certainly in my house. There's yeah, a, I was a Sega there's guy. A real, uh, there's a real good book called Console Wars. that, uh, wow. And then I think Seth... Rogan and Evan Goldberg have optioned it into a movie about how basically a marketing guy from America took Sega as like a lesser thing into Mm. like going real hard on them having attitude and being like one of the first companies to like directly shit on your competitor. Like being like Nintendo loses and like, Experiencing huge success oh, while people from Japan were like blown to minds back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a fucking loser! And everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. like I'm buying a Sega I mean, that's now." Like, Bart that's would what, say, "Eat yeah. my shorts," and parents would faint. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> easy to get a rise out of people so back there. Sega is printing money at this point, but mm-hmm. the cracks are already there because the Sega Saturn's come out and kind of uh, oh wow shit the bed. That was a stinker. Yeah, PlayStation has kind of started overtaking it. Arcades. Like, still kind of cutting-edge visuals, but home is kind mm-hmm. of catching up to it. The Dreamcast is coming out, baby. It's 1999. That's mm. going to turn Sega's fortunes back around. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sega World was established and was very successful very at successful. the start. Like, for two years. Really? Like, it was huge. Yeah. Oh, it was only two years? Yeah, I think I two years of success. so much. I went there so many freaking times. <laughs> I just loved it. It was yeah. probably my favorite place in Sydney, all of Sydney. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was it tripping with attitude? Like, did oh, they lean into it? or I, I, Do you know what's interesting? Because I, I only knew Sonic. I don't know what other Sega properties there were back then. Or like Bubsy, what. for sure. No, Bubsy's um, not Sega, baby. Isn't he? Wow. Jazz Jack Rabbit? <laughs> all my favorite well, Alex Kidd, characters. Alex Kidd in Miracle World was the big one because that was the built-in yeah, wow. game to the Master, oh, Sega Master okay. System. Mm-hmm. So you didn't even have to have... But Sonic was the he- the headline. Oh, he yes. was the Sonic's the big yeah. fan. So it opened in 1997. It says here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that basically, um, this company called Jack Fun convinced Sega of Japan to spend 80 million dollars. Oh back my in, god! And this is back in 1994 Christ. to be one of many Sega operated places. Because there was a Sega World in London as well. Because I went oh. there before I came here, <laughs> and it was basically meant to be an interactive Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Sonic is the mascot instead of Mickey. It's going to be huge. Yeah. It opens. Great deal of buzz, thanks to 
incredible Sega marketing again yep. and the and architecture. Like if you mm-hmm. saw the building, it was legitimately cool. Like yeah. it was a big fucking red cube it's with a, red a cube. huge Where blue was cone it on top. In of it. context of Darling Harbour. Uh, so now very is it where the, the Maccas is? It's very down near there? the Maccas. Yes. Yeah, down so past down, on that side of the bridges. Yeah. Yeah, I can't it's so weird because that area's all changed. Like yeah, even yeah, the geography yeah. of it always changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was like on oh there was like a big uh like pond area there. Uh, like attached to the harbour, like kind of coming in from the harbour. Mm-hmm. And so there was like this like pond and you could get like little paddling duck boats in there. Ooh. And so there was that, that was part of World, I think. Oh, and then yeah, there was yeah, also yeah. like these um, kind of like these, I don't even know what how you describe this thing, but uh, it's like a stationary unicycle that you like propel and it shoots water oh, out of it, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. pumping water oh, from it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then there was a giant snake sculpture that you went to try and attack with that thing. I think I remember that. that. Was, it was <laughs> yeah, that's there. ringing some bells. I yeah. Think yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. And then so Sigurd was like above that. It was, it was like that big red cube. It was a red, yeah. Beautiful. Yep, yep. Beautiful blue, azure blue pyramid on top, <laughs> uh, glass pyramids. That's right. And it was like, it was part of the skyline. And oh. I think about that skyline and I cry. I went for I City once was. Like pre 9 11 New York skyline. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. Where were you when Seagull was? And they started editing out of all the old movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the, I'm skipping ahead in this article, but mm-hmm. I'll circle back. The Basically, the park was a mishmash of traditional and then cutting-edge 3D rides. Mm-hmm. There was a mine train ride I with uh, motion simulators, a bumper car uh, called the Mad Bazooka. Bazo- was the Bazooka one a, like a bumper car that you shot? Yes. At, yeah. So you're riding around and you're shooting at other people in oh, it? Well, I remember yeah, that. That, that was that cool. sounds good. Over 100 arcade machines, and this is the best part, a corny half-hour musical <laughs> called Sonic Live in Sydney, <laughs> where <laughs> Sonic, Tails, and uh, uh, Sally would foil Do- Dr. Robotnik's plan to take over Australia. Wow. wow. There was Come a period on, where he did take over. He did win once. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember like all of those rides. There was also like uh, uh, one of those like, you know, simulated roller coasters there mm. as well. And they had like um, a guillotine. They had a guillotine. Do you remember? When you went, did you see the guillotine? Oh, I can't remember. What was it? I so it was like basically, you know, like you know, one of those big head lopping things. Mm-hmm. So you, you're meant to put your head in it. Uh, and okay. I remember it scared me so much. <laughs> going like, this is going to actually kill me. I'm going to be, I'm going to die here. Yeah. Not like that little boy, that unfortunate boy at Zerts. This is <laughs> my haunting ground. But um, you put your head into it and then you see and you hear the guillotine start to like Fucking slow fall and then it drops fast and you feel like a gush of wind yeah. across your neck and it, it meant it's meant to simulate what it feels like to meet one's end. It's <laughs> a great thing for a children. Yeah. Yeah. Game, I've, been, I've done one of those. I don't know if oh. it was in Sydney, but yeah, cause it shoots like mm-hmm. really Big like burst of wind on the back of your neck, and you yeah. Yeah. fucking scares the you shit. You can out watch yeah. Sonic Live, and then right next door is the firing squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can chuff on the door. Can we go into the waterboarding room? <laughs> <laughs> but that was so strange because there's all these like little fun rides. It's all Sonic themed, but then it's like, what does that tie into? Was it like a Sega <laughs> game? Where it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone gets killed in this game by a guillotine. It's just it's a Castlevania or something to go oh, like. Man. 
wow, Castlevania. I think something like, like revolution against Robotnik. In case <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does take over. We're going to take back Australia <laughs> from Robotnik. Uh, and I also remember the, there was a gift store that probably was where I spent most of my time because I loved the toys back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who can blame me? They were exciting. <laughs> uh, but they, I remember I had like all the Sonic figures and they were like uh, kind of like that bendy rubber yeah. figure that, you know, looked probably so cheap dog shit now but yeah. back then oh, it cost my parents so much money to get me a fucking big fat Robotnik toy yeah, and yeah, a fucking yeah. like the sexy girl Sonic and like yeah. knuckles and tails and all that stuff and I just remember all of their heads fell off at a certain point because <laughs> they were bendy like they had that met- yeah, metal skeleton yes. and then a rubber on the outside and mm. just like all their heads fell off and the guillotines make it more sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cutting their fucking head off at yeah. home I love that you just go in there and it's like you got Sonic mm-hmm. um stuff you know mm-hmm. we got alex kidd miracle world plush mm-hmm. toy and then we just got copies of a tale of two cities for the french revolution <laughs> yeah. section of seagull world and then yeah you some nuggets and chips if you get some little <laughs> some deep fried crab it's just like i remember there were so many things there were so many birthday parties i would have had a birthday party there too and then my auntie had her work christmas parties there like, and her and she was childless so i would go and get little presents but because my name was uh like santa would give out presents from the company the company was siebel that used to make office chairs mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a scooped set <laughs> i don't know if you're allowed to say that but um so she used to work there and i would come for the christmas party and like there would be like a chris kringle or some shit mm-hmm. or like the company would buy kids presents mm. and because my name was alexi they didn't know like they just assumed it was a girl's name because I didn't know like what it was. Yeah. I remember all these other kids got like all these like fucking Star Wars shit or whatever. And I just got this Barbie. <laughs> and I remember it was a Barbie that was like an orca diving Barbie. She came with an orca and she put her legs in the water and she would turn like her legs would turn from nude to be like a wetsuit. Mm-hmm. And I remember them going like, oh, this is so embarrassing. We can get you something else. I go, nah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. That does sound. I do remember it was fucking expensive though, Seagull. That I remember my parents uh, were blowing up about how expensive it was. I can't remember how much tickets were, but back and then. And I wanted to I go know. so bad every weekend. And my parents were like, no, 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 it's so expensive. But I... Can I, maybe this is getting ahead to where we'll go to. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a 2000 Olympics and Seagull World, we like, my parents were like, we can't go to Seagull World. It's so expensive. They put the prices up for all the tourists that were here for the Olympics. Oh, and wow. I think in my memory, this is my first economic thought in my mind <laughs> that I think, <laughs> that I think I ever had an economic thought was going like, oh, so when Seagull World failed, it was because they, charged too much for tickets at the Olympics and no one could go because who could afford to go and it just died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that correct? It is pretty much correct, wow. actually. Uh, tickets oh my God, were- give that little boy a degree. <laughs> 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 tickets were $30 for adults and then $24 for children. Wow, and then, 20 years ago, but so then you're also whatever. going in and remember that it has over 100 arcade machines all mm-hmm. coin-operated. The rides, I think, also costed money. Oh, my Jesus. God. Is no that way. True? Yes, I believe Fuck, so. i got to apologize um, to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, like, so Steam, Steam started showing, basically. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of their big things is, like, the Sega Saturn's free to play. Everyone fucking hates the Sega Saturn. Yeah. They moved on to the PlayStation. Sales begin to drop. Uh 
there in 1999 sega of japan like sells its stake of sega world um and so it's now this company called jack fun it's their sole responsibility they cling on thinking that the olympics will mm-hmm. save them yeah. mm-hmm. the olympics does not save them they close down in november 2000 and so this is kind of where i was going with this article it's a really interesting article on IGN by a very great reporter called lucy o'brien um oh yeah because after it closed there was essentially a an auction to auction off all the rides and statues and stuff. But because Sega world was so unpopular, it was kind of like a fire sale. They basically like sold everything for like tens of thousands of dollars less than they thought they would get. Everything gets stripped for parts. The building goes, it goes like everything goes missing. No one knows where it is. Mm. And then in 2018, uh, a little a story went viral because there was a guy uh, called Brian uh, Costello, and he used to work for Hyper Magazine, mm-hmm. which was a video game magazine in the nineties and two thousands. And he worked for Sega himself. He was one of those guys who, uh, like, you know, when you're stuck in games and you call the helpline oh. in the nineties, <laughs> oh, he wow. worked for them. And so his job was just like to sit and play video games all day and just oh be like, God. "Have you tried oh, jumping? Job. Oh, oh, have wow. you tried jumping?" Yeah. <laughs> And so he <laughs> runs a YouTube channel now. It's called um, Since Spaces, which is like a retro mm-hmm. games thing. Mm-hmm. He gets a tip in 2018 <gasps> that mm. there is a um, like a garbage yard that has the original Sega World statues of Sonic oh, and Sally. Oh, in them. Oh, and yeah. he is like, fuck yeah, I used to work for Sega. Like, it means a lot to me <laughs> personally. I want to get them and I want to restore them. And so I this- want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I am horny. <laughs> I want to cut little holes in the mouth. <laughs> I want to marry Sally. <laughs> and I want Sonic to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, the story of his efforts to get the statue. Because wow. like, this is quite interesting in itself so basically he goes with ign to this um to this garbage yard fuck what do you call them not a tip garbage like a, yard. Scrap a yard. junk tip. yard yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so he goes there, he brings them, he's wearing like a Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt and he puts his jacket over over it so he doesn't seem too eager when he goes there, basically. <laughs> he could have worn another uh, shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he only owns Sonic. <laughs> uh, and so the article goes, as we step into the junkyard, signs around the entrance are so immediately hostile to potential wrongdoers, they understand why he's so cautious. In all caps, warning, area under surveillance, no dumping, we will forward your register to the police. God says you should forgive those who trespass against you, not me, I shoot the bar. Oh, and so this junkyard is about 15 minutes outside of Blacktown, and apparently there's just like it's huge, and there's wow. shit everywhere. Like, um, <laughs> you got the green guy from Zerts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Marvin the Martian land. <laughs> oh <film>. no! <laughs> so he's Beanie got, Babies, Marvin the Martian, <laughs> everything for the turn of the million. It's he's, rotting there. Yeah, well, he's got like um, he's got uh, bumper cars. And then he it, he has like a handwritten display that says like museum display. None of this stuff is for sale. Mm-hmm. And so he's got um, the sign for Wonderland there as wow. well, like the Welcome okay. to Wonderland oh sign. Oh my gosh! And he's got um, some of the other signs from Wonderland. He's got like quite a bit of Wonderland oh merchandise. Gosh. And so they go into the junkyard. And he wants to kill anybody that yeah, comes. Yeah, 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 yeah. My treasures are mine. No one can step foot in my hand-drawn museum. Bit of a smog vibe to this guy. So they <laughs> go in. They find the Sonic and Sally statue. They're not in very They have good. been pre-loved. Yeah, they're not in very good nick. You can't fuck them like this. Oh, no. So he wants to restore them. So basically, and then it does a little history of Sega World that we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will scroll down, but Sega World, humongous failure. So this guy, Brian, he goes, 
And um, he, <laughs> oh yeah, this is how he got the tip. He got the tip on a Facebook group called Aussie Gamer Cave and uh, someone called Salem Dickenballs. <laughs> oh, wow. Who, who uh, his Facebook uh, occupation was stunt performer at Butt Doctor. Okay. He gave him the hot tip wow. that the Sonic statue a is there. <laughs> <laughs> he drives an hour and a half to get it. And so they look and eventually they find the guy um, and he tells them, like th this guy Gary is the owner and they introduce himself. He says, I used to work for Sega. I love the statues. I really want to restore them. He says, it kills me to see them like this. He offers Gary $5,000 to buy them. Wow. And Gary says, you're breaking my heart, but they're not for sale at any price. Oh my God. so... The person with Gary is a woman and he says, he's not going to sell him. I'm telling you, he's not going to sell him. He but fucks these things every day. <laughs> <laughs> breaking my heart. He's not been able to get off in 16 years. <laughs> but Brian, uh, Brian keeps going. He, uh, he thinks he can get him. Wow. He tells Gary how rare the statues are, what a treasure he has on his yeah. hands. And then he, say, he uses this thing, which is sure to get him to turn around. He goes, Sally isn't even acknowledged as canon by Sega these days. Oh. Which at that point, I'd be like, fuck, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> he knows God. how to convince junkyard operators <laughs> yeah. to talk canon. Wow, feminism has a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> when will women be recognised as canon? <laughs> but Gary basically like kind of intimates that he like doesn't like selling the stuff, and he's been threatened before to sell. Oh stuff. my god! And then he tell he invites them round the back of the junkyard. I'd be worried that I'd be about to be murdered and yeah. tossed in a hole full of Marvin the Martian toys. But uh, <laughs> So they follow Gary into a series of garage garages and they have like a bunch of like old bubblegum machines and like a ton of old like petrol station signs. The kind oh, that you can I find at basically mm, yep. any mm. new town. Like antique store. Antique store, yeah. yeah. And he says, um, he's and he's got all these... Like all these signs and that Wonder Year sign and Wonderland sign, he says it's why I'm a lunatic because they threaten to kill me, kill my dogs for the Wonderland sign. So he reckons people are threatening him because they oh, want fuck. the Wonderland sign. I thought he meant Sonic. No, I was no, like, no, oh, no. this guy's really off the deep end. It's like <laughs> we have to get away from Sonic. You can't hear that I know. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, he says like I he he's set up. I own this junkyard. I collect this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's my kind of my thing. I don't need or want for anything. Mm -hmm. And so he found Sonic and Sally during a job at a dump 15 years prior and he basically he reckons he worked hard to build this junkyard and he doesn't really care to sell any of this stuff and he hoards it and he knows it's valuable and he knows that other people want it and sometimes for good altruistic yeah. reasons and he says that his obsession with wonderland has hurt him in particular and he says he's had multiple threats from the wonderland trust in part because he keeps the theme park's very first 46 year 46 foot sign behind a chain link fence at the bottom of the junkyard all right so he says like they can't buy me and uh, he also says, um, he, ta he says of a time when uh, Burke's backyard wanted to buy a tap off him. He told them to get the fuck off his land. Wow. <laughs> hey. hey, man, history proved him right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's awesome. totally. So Brian then is like, okay, so if there's no money... Uh, that can sway you. Is there anything that can get you? <laughs> like a suck you off. <laughs> <laughs> As he gets on his knees, he asks this question. He's you like, have to roll up in a ball, though, yeah. while I fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can check out this guillotine, see if it works. <laughs> so he says, like, is there any, like, is there any kind of relic of the past that I can try and find oh, wow. for you and get him? And he says, there is a holy grail, but you'll never find it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he says... Basically, he wants two things, <gasps> a six by three Castrol sign, Australian, not American, mm -hmm. or a Bowser. 
And then uh, Mario, petrol Bowser, <laughs> oh, oh. petrol Bowser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, he's like, yeah, Sega, not my thing. I love Nintendo. More of a Nintendo guy. But um, so, and they're there, and he's like, these are the two things I want: a casual sign and a petrol mm. Bowser. They're looking around, surrounded by petrol signs and Bowsers, yeah, and being like, say. what the fuck? And they, so, but he's like, I collect these things, and he said, I could do, I could give you the Sonic and Sally statue for a good mint Castrol sign. I've got four or five of them, but if you turned up with it, I'd have to keep my word. I keep my word, wow. and then that's what he said. He said, if you can find them. I will trade them. So um, Brian says, I used to work for Sega. I'm going to try and get this. I am going to find the sign or the Bowser for you. And basically they caught up with him two weeks after that. Cannot find this thing for shit. He goes, he, uh, there was a lead in Newcastle mm. because they say that Newcastle is the kind of area that has a lot of crap like that. And Alex <laughs> oh, well, I really don't appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're known for our fucking Castrol signs. <laughs> but as far as I know, this article is from 2018. I had a look at his YouTube channel and there's no video that's like, mm. I made the fucking trade. Yeah. So he didn't look, I don't think he found the Castrol yeah. sign. Oh, elusive. But like, that's, I thought it was wild that wow. a Sega World statue is in this guy's junkyard he won't accept money for it because wonderland trust is threatening to kill oh, his dog yeah. this guy just collects like 2000 sydney nostalgia puts it in a junkyard and then gets mad that people want to buy it off mm. him you know it yeah. seems well very i think weird. like the wonderland trust like wants it because they're like it's a piece of history like wonderland's yeah. closed yeah. down yeah. give it to us and he was like junkyard. no i fucking find escape yeah it, baby. i don't think this guy's mentally well but <laughs> no, it seems by weird. the sounds of things but yeah wow, so as far as man. i was aware brian was still looking at this point and i don't think uh, sonic and sally have been restored to Damn. fucking conditions. Oh, so no. If oh. anyone out there's listening and they do have a Castrol sign, <laughs> yeah. or a Bowser, or a Bowser, non Mario related, non Mario. I wanted to quickly bring out the history of Darling Harbour, just the name, because I don't know if you guys uh, know much about uh, this guy, but so it's um, the Gadigal people. It's called Tumbalong, which is like mm. that's the area, and there's also Tumbalong's now the park, which is I think when we're talking about. We're saying, where the, you know where the Maccas is, yeah. Yeah. You know, that park near the Friendship Garden and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. That, that's currently called Tumbalong Park. But um, it was called Cockle Bay, which is still is now part of it, right? Mm. Until 1826 when Governor Ralph Darling just renamed it after himself. Fuck. So this guy. Fucking tickets on himself. I know. So so this guy, and then this is the wicked bit. I'm like, I wonder who this guy is. Maybe he was, you know, uh, a governor and he did a lot of things, you know, important things. He was a British army officer who served as a governor of New South Wales from 1825 to 1831. He's popularly described as a tyrant accused oh of gosh. torturing prisoners and banning theatrical entertainment. What? <laughs> That's the guy that this is named after. Apparently, so he, he basically was ruthlessly and re relentlessly countered all attempts to establish a theatre in Sydney while he was governor. Oh my god! He passed a law that any performance of drama has to be approved by him and then he wow. rejected every single application. What about comedy? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, he liked riffing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of ITS. Yeah. So that's yeah. the guy that's fucking named, like, you know, that we're, we're renaming fucking yeah. places yeah. and pulling yeah. out still. Fucking, let's get rid of this How guy. How many other, like, like Darlinghurst? Darling, all the Darlings are him. Darling wow. River, <laughs> Darling Point. Like Murray Darling... 
That's oh my a, god! That's a river, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this guy's fucking what a big name. Oh, the name is good, though. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. quite it nice. Is pretty yeah. good. That is good. It's tough. Gosh. Um, and then on just quickly, there's also a bit of history there because at that Tumbalong uh, area, that garden there, um, there was a bit of an incident. 1994. I don't know if anyone remembers or has seen this mm-hmm. since. Prince Charles came to Australia in 1994. And was uh, at an Australian of the Year award ceremony in Darling Harbour. He was about to present the awards when a 23-year-old man, David Kang, rushed the stage and shot at him twice. What? Did you guys know this? I, didn't know oh, that. I, rem- I think I remember this. Yeah. So that was there. So 23-year-old David Kang, university student, he jumped a small fence, ran to the stage, fired a shot as a, a um, out of a pistol. Um, everyone rushed towards the prince, um, and then he was wrestled the. David Kang was wrestled to the ground by Australia of the Year, Ian Kiernan. You know, Clean Up Australia Day guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, he tackled the guy, and the Premier of New South Wales, John Fay, also tackled him. Um, he fired a second shot as he was crashed into the lectern. Um, 15 more people jumped. The Prince, the whole time, unfazed, he's adjusting his cufflinks like oh. this. <laughs> just cool. It. So he's wow. just absolutely like just unfazed. But then, uh, so Premier, Premier Fay said at the time, he was sitting on stage when his wife, Colleen, raised the alarm. She said, John, there's a man running towards us and he's got a gun. And I could tell from the sound of her voice, she wasn't mucking around. <laughs> like, also the content of a sentence yeah. is a little bit serious. Yeah, and I would say, you know, Probably not the time to muck around. She's such a prankster. Just, just fool into her. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Uh, and then, so basically, that uh, someone talked to the prince after, and his subdued reaction uh, was because he assumed it was some sort of pantomime bush ranger performance. <laughs> so he thought wow. Australia. Little did he know that that kind of business was banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he, that's why he was just sitting there like, oh, this is some stupid Australian thing oh, where they wow. shoot and a bush ranger get, and Ooh, gets tackled. The colonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wicked sense of humor they have out there. <laughs> so apparently, Charles. Devilish. He swept his uh, He swept his hair back and continued the ceremony. But David Kang, he was arrested. So it was a starter pistol. It wasn't a real gun. No one okay. knew that at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but he was. Everyone starts running. Goes, yes, it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, he told. So he was facing up to twenty years in jail for um, unlawful violence, affray, assault, attacking an internationally protected person, which is a law apparently. Wow. Um, God, I'd love to get that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lexi is my fucking my career. I got that. Into, I'm, protected I'm protected protected. You can't shoot at me anymore. Um, he told the court that um, he did it because he was trying to bring attention to the plight of Cambodian boat people being yep. detained. It was a starter pistol. He knew it was a starter pistol. His plan was, Kang's plan was to be shot at and basically die uh, at oh. his protest. So he was never intending to hurt anyone. He wanted to basically protest and have this big scene. So like he's martyring himself. He's martyring yeah. himself. Mm. And he, was, he had a huge depressive episode. And he'd written a letter to Prince Charles begging him to vet, visit Villawood Detention Centre and the prince's like form reply sort of said, oh, we can't go, we're not getting involved. So sent him in a depressive episode. So basically because of all that, the judge were like, okay, it wasn't an assassination attempt, it was a political stunt, 500 hours of community service. After that, David uh, did his community service. He, uh, he earned a master, of, uh, an MBA at the University of Sydney, Bachelor of Laws, with honour, he then basically passed the bar and he's a barrister in Sydney to this day. Ah, this guy rocks. Yeah, yeah. he's like a fucking a barrister. And every time Prince co- the Prince comes to Australia, the Daily Telegraph or whatever, to yeah, he tries <laughs> to shoot him again. Um, he just goes, listen, that was in the past. I don't want to do this. You know, He's just a professional guy on oh, big this money. Guy, what a king. I know. Yeah. So there you go. That's That was David Kang. So yeah. it was like one of the first, uh, well, they were calling it an assassination attempt and they're like, fucking clearly knew he wasn't going to kill anyone. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doing a bit of a prank, you know? 
There you go. Good stuff. I love Mr. Kang. Um, I don't know if you guys know this little fun fact I found that in the late eighties, in I think eighty six, eighty seven, there's a um a consortium came together to try to get the license to build the, and operate a casino there. Oh wow! Because you know this is before casinos, stars. this is mm-hmm. before casinos, obviously super controversial even now, like mm-hmm. going on. Um, but this consortium was, I think, it was out of Queensland, but it was headed up by uh, one Donald J. Trump. Oh, okay. okay. So we could have had a Trump mm. Tower, wow. um, but the government knocked the him back. The orange buffoon himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, or as I call him, 45. <laughs> <laughs> and 46. <laughs> 48 or whatever. <laughs> I really know him as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I know him as Kofebi. Kofebi, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we got the, him. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the reason that they knocked him back is pretty funny if you consider the context of 1980s New, wow. um, New South Wales. But the police were basically like, uh, we, we don't want to touch this guy. He's got too many mafia connections. Wow. It's like, this is the Roger Rogerson exactly. era where the New South Wales mm. police are v- virtually running drugs through the fucking God. city. How oh, sick would Blue Murder be if there was a guy <laughs> playing Donald Trump <laughs> as well? <laughs> oh, that'd be so that sick. That would be great. It'd, be, it'd be just be nuts if we had like a big fat fucking mm. Donald Trump casino sitting at the end of Darling Harbour. Sure. Because that's where Barangaroo is now, right? Mm. Like, so that's, yeah. you know, it was uh, just a little bit too early. We mm. had yet. We had to get Zerts in there first. <laughs> yeah, we got to get <laughs> our ducks in a row. Zerts, and then we could <laughs> go to casino. Oh <laughs> uh, well. wow! It's so such this a is, and then it ended up being Star, or is this? Well, the, I don't know if it's the same spot, mm-hmm. or if that was because I don't really know how these fucking all the licenses to do mm. operate at work. Whether it's like we have a site that that you know you tender for the license for that yep. particular spot, or whether they're just like they buy a thing and they're like we want to build We're this, building, but you got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how it works or whether that did end up being Star, possibly. but Because mm. the, the one right now, right, there's the, the big new tower. Yeah. That's and they got knocked back because that was going to be a casino. And it is gorgeous. I heard they used the same glass that Seagull's dome was made out of. <laughs> <laughs> they melted it down. They and went to the junkyard and got it all, <laughs> all mate. Um, I do also have a little, just a, just some very mm. dry history as I like to... As uh, we're having fun, I really like to... <laughs> we love some dry stuff. Yeah, 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 We're out of our fun But uh, this limits, is... Um, so. It's just kind of, a, it's a bit of a thing. Because I love, I'm a big fan of like old Sydney pubs. I think mm-hmm. they're great. Yeah, love the yeah. architecture, love the, everything about them. And so I was kind of looking into older pubs in the area. And we've covered a little bit in like the rocks and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was just like wildly violent in the 19th century in mm-hmm. Sydney, um, everywhere. But um, this place right in Darling Harbour on Sussex Street, but backs directly onto the wharf, was called uh, is still called the Bristol Arms. Mm. Don't know if you've ever been there. Um, it's just, it was like a legendary wharfies pub. And because it was like the, it backed immediately onto Cockle Bay and there was this, something called a pattern slip wharf, which basically is where they do all the ship repairs. And so it's just like, there's just hundreds of wharfies down there at any given time. Mm-hmm. And they're all very just coming thirsty. in and out, very thirsty back in the, back into, back in the day. Jeez, took me a while to get that one out. <laughs> um, but this was like, so Sussex Street was basically the main thoroughfare between the wharves. Um, shitloads of pubs there, but this one was huge um, because it had an infamous back bar, which was like a separate building that I think kind of like had direct uh, wharf access, so you didn't have to come up yeah. through the through the laneway. Mm. Um, and let me guess, they had a, a simulation roller coaster in there. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the into the um, back bar, and a, a screen starts <laughs> 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 transported. Um, so. 
basically the whole a- that whole area was resumed by the government. They like bought it all up because there was a massive outbreak of plague mm. in 1900. Oh, oh God, I hate it when there's a plague uh, outbreak. Dastardly you know? plague. <laughs> and so control of the whole area passes to the Sydney Harbour Trust. Um, and this was a few like just to give you a flavour for the area. All around that pub, it was described as not the safest place to wander after nightfall. Um, so shortly after 11pm one evening in January 1905, Bristol Arms barmaid Lillian Phillips was stabbed in Sussex Street by a German sailor. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, the Germans are up to no good at that <laughs> fucking time of history, are they? Um, and this bloke basically, she's talking to someone and he tried to talk to her and she just like ignored him and then wh- whips the old fucking razor out and does like Tilly Divine style oh, and starts shit. slashing at her. Okay. Um, a month later, another barmaid was assaulted by a boyfriend. This spoke James Smilly, who's a middle-aged mi- uh, minor. He appeared in the uh, Water Police Court December 1904 to answer to a charge of having threatened Lillian Phillips. Um, he threatened to blow her brains out nope. while menacing her with a loaded revolver, not a starting pistol this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's arrested. He said, that woman has been my ruination both financially and in health. So that was his excuse. And he goes, I've been... Intending to leave that was her a good for a long time. Back in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay, you know. As he said, he goes, lock her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a protected person. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's just a few things. Like, it's real dodgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it also became kind of controversial because um, a bunch of like you know, un- non-union wharfies mm. would drink down there and then all the union boys would walk in and then it's just fucking kicking off. Like, it was just non-stop, like, um, fights, stabbings, like, uh, multiple, like, near riots, basically. Mm. Um, so it's just union and non-union seamen um, brawling constantly, right? And they kind of, they wanted to sort of change the vibe of the place. Um, so they changed it to the Welcome Inn from the Bristol <laughs> Arms. I uh, don't know if they change anything else but the name yeah. like, it's a great name though. yeah yeah the world. that was in 37 in. and it's a pun we've got two ends in the end mate <laughs> <laughs> and um there was a little cafe near my house in where I grew up in Newcastle in the suburb it was called the Doo Duck Inn oh Doo Duck Doo Duck Inn wow I think Doo Duck is a good name for a fella as well <laughs> Doo Duck yeah my name is Doo Duck Toliopoulos this joint like at the time as well, which is a weird little fact, is the Maritime Services Board owned or managed on behalf of the Crown 22 Sydney pubs and the Sydney City Council owned 12 pubs. So the biggest right. like licensees in the wow. country are all just the, all the, the council. councils. Your house is just yeah, running the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fun little story I enjoyed. During World War II, there was a shortage of beer supplies in Sydney's pubs. <laughs> Jamie, it's okay. It's fixed, right? <laughs> uh, so many, it says many uh, ran dry during and for many years after. Um, and then when word got around that a sign reading beer on at 12 was displayed outside the Welcome Inn, the Cockle Bay uh, waterside workers thirstily marched with anticipation to the hotel directly from their pay office. I love this. Thirstily marching. Thirstily wow. marching. Well, the group marching. chats are flaring yeah, up. Oh, dude, yeah, 100%. Um, and then the new licensee, this bloke, John Dodson, he took over and did a deal with Britain's Beer, which was like the only place that could get beer supply. So he almost virtually got a monopoly on the beer that was coming into Shit. the country. Wow. Uh, it says the wharfies crowded around the public bar doors for more than an hour before opening time. And at zero hour, the men were climbing over parked cars, 
blocking parts of Sussex Street outside the pub in an effort to order their beer. Wow, that is true Aussie spirit. That is, yeah. absolutely. They're seeing a deluge of men thumbling <laughs> over each other <laughs> to get a beer. And then another thing that um, I found, which I didn't really know the history of, is like, you know, at a pub it's called a counter meal. You have a, counter, a yeah. meal at the pub and they call sure. it a counter meal. Yeah. So that was apparently one of the most controversial things in Australia back in the day. Whoa. And this place was one of the, s- the <laughs> centre of the storm. I know for what. Wow, well, you know. You get shot for being gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we got bigger problems here. Wow, uh, you uh, can't get a Zertzberger over <laughs> there. <laughs> no, no way. Um, in the Welcome Inn started providing them in the 50s and there were no cost. There were just ways to get people into the pub. Wow. So the what? food was free. You'd go wow. in there. It's kind of like how in the pokies you get like party pies. Yes. And stuff. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> one of the best things I ever saw, it's in, it's not Darling Harbour. Allow me to digress for one moment. Please. But do you guys know the Market City Tavern in Market City in yeah. Hayward? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon the best shit pub in Sydney because it Ooh. is so dire. Like yeah. it's, and it's because it's almost a great location, but it's like inside a mall. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, you've yeah. got almost a nice view. I remember I was with Tom Walker and some of our like some of our buddies and stuff and uh, we were sitting on the balcony it's a nice spot to balcony in the afternoon and I just saw someone taking like a tray of hors d'oeuvres to the pokey den <laughs> and I copped a look at it just to call my eye I had to like double take at it because it was just like a nice tray full of nuggets with toothpicks in them <laughs> was just frozen nuggets with toothpicks nice. I was just like fuck that's living yeah. oh, I love the idea of canapes in a pokey because <laughs> <laughs> like, he was all Holding it like canapes, yeah. he's holding it up there, walking around like so. Would you would like, you like a fish finger <laughs> as you lose your rent this week? <laughs> oh, no. Well, this place you'd roll in, and instead of uh, nuggies with some toothpicks coming out of them, they had meat rolls, wrist rolls, sandwiches, bread rolls, biscuits, and cheese. That wow, was meat rolls, meat rolls, the, hy- the hybrid of the sausage <laughs> roll. <laughs> and this is the yeah. future. It's, uh, it's shaped like a sausage roll, but the meat is very loose and gravy. <laughs> It's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> but basically, the um, the old equivalent of what is now the Australian Hotels Association, mm. which is the United Liquor Victuallers Association. Oh, wow. I had to look that word up. It means a purveyor of alcohol. Wow. Okay. Victualler. Um, mm-hmm. And they just hated it. And I don't really understand why, because it's... I, Surely they want them to serve more beer or whatever, or maybe they think it looks... They go, it's people look fill bad. people's tummies up, so we yeah. want more beer, yeah. more room for beer. Well, yeah, I don't know what the fuck the deal was, but yeah, they hated it. But fuck. I think, um, so it says, it started sending the publicans broke. Oh, yeah. Because they had to pay all this stuff. But it was like, if one person's doing it, then you can't be the um, only place in town that's not doing it. So it was a bit of a like, hangers. let's come together and agree that nobody does counter meals. Everyone has to drink on an empty stomach yeah. for the benefit <laughs> of yeah. the pub industry. <laughs> absolutely. Well, people, people like absolutely hated it. There were like groups, especially like, Groups, um, you know, temperance societies mm. were just like, can you stop? Because like people were getting day, just getting wasted wow. because it was the place you go for a free meal. Like, yeah. and uh, they would blame um, like a lot of opium addicts, who just, I guess, effectively like the homeless people in the city yeah. wandering around and they would just sit like in the pub and eat for free and they'd grab someone's empty glass and pretend wow. and put a big song and dance on like they just finished a beer like i'll grab one of those meat rolls please it's like a kid at a party who doesn't want to admit he doesn't like beer you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. Tim and, oh i just smashed this fucking chili's new god that was good wish i had another one but oh unfortunately. gosh i feel buzzed in the line. Yeah. <laughs> um and in 1937 a publican in sydney called the counter lunch which i like this little 
Pringles. I like uh, that name. I like this quip. He called it a Frankfurtenstein's monster. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think really yeah, should have had a rerun. why you like that. <laughs> Frankfurtenstein <laughs> monster. Now, that's a great idea for a movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You make a big fella out of sausage bars. <laughs> Turn the electricity but on. Yeah. Anyway, this um, this place, the... Um, the what the fuck the arms Bristol arms called? Bristol arms they were the, like the last place to do it they were the last holdouts the to last. do it mm. um, and it changed back in I think in the eighties back to the Bristol arms because they were like oh we want this to be um, no one's welcome that. anymore no one's <laughs> welcome um, and they uh, put a roof, rooftop bar in you know made it like kind of swanky. Um, and to this day, well, actually, COVID killed it, so it got fucked by plague again because ah, it's down. Ah, it's just sitting there, but brutal. it's all because it's heritage. You know, you can't knock it down. No one wants to take the license. I don't know why, but maybe they just couldn't make it um, successful. But in the seventies as well, all so this was an article that was mm. posted on this group, and all the comments were like from blokes being like, "Dude, I remember that pub in the seventies, and best meat rolls in all <laughs> best meat rolls. <laughs> everyone, but everyone's called it the buncher." Oh. And they were like, what, you know, why is, why is that what it was called? He'd be like, you jump in a taxi, any taxi in any part of Sydney, you go, take me to the Buncher and you go straight to the Bristol wow. Arms. Morning. And it's because um, all the non-union fucking scab wharfies would drink there and people would call them the Buncher Cunts. Australia, they do have a wicked sense of <laughs> <laughs> like But yeah, I was bummed to see it's closed. I was wow. like, I wanted to go have a beer there. Well, let's uh, work. get the uh, guys... Send us some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody. Give me money. We'll record podcasts right from the site. Oh, yes. Man. I, uh, That's it. Let's get over. Like there's a no good pubs. That's the other thing about that area is it's like, oh, it's there's no the cool. Bar it's all bar, like, shitty bars. If you count Piermont Bridge Hotel as yeah. being I like guess, very okay. close, then that kind of counts. So and Lord Worsley. I was, Lord yeah. Worsley yeah. so close. I yeah, love that great. pub. That's, That's a great pub. One of my favorite pubs. I do think Hard it would be. Hard Rock Cafe, classic. Oh, I love it. Well, there used to be a fucking Margaritaville there. There as well, Jimmy Buffett's Margarita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it, oh it closed God. down more recently than you think as well. Because yeah. me and Amy were like planning to go. Like, yeah, oh. in Australia was John Williamson. <laughs> I feel like we would be completely <laughs> remiss if we didn't mention this one piece of Darling Harbour law that we all share, in oh, that. Uh, previous guest and Sydney comedian Andrew Hastings <laughs> had his I was, wedding. I was oh, not there. Oh, Alex wasn't there. And it is obviously a huge event and there were so <laughs> many stories we could tell <laughs> from this. If, no. we, if Hastings wants to come on, we could do a Patreon on it <laughs> and it would be the funniest episode <laughs> yeah. we ever recorded. You, but I, I wanted to tell two stories that are like not too controversial wow. about wow. Hastings' wedding. Okay. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> but that just kind of like oh, exemplify amazing. to me what the wedding was and who <laughs> Hastings is. Wow. Okay. The, so the first one is like, it was a great wedding. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone can argue that. No, like everyone beautiful. was dressed up. It was a huge mm. party. Everyone looked fantastic. <laughs> Hastings looked amazing. Very heartfelt <laughs> vows. We're in the fucking Maritime Museum outside. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous day. Everyone's dressed up. I'm standing up there <laughs> as Hastings' best man with uh, Sando and his other groomsman, Jack. And who do we see walk in? But one of the guests... <laughs> Everyone's wearing a gorgeous this. suit. One guy's just wearing a T-shirt with the Doom logo. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, look at Asia. Because I was like, some cunt just sitting down, like watching the And he's like, oh, no, I know that guy. And I was like, well, what the fuck? He's got a Doom shirt on. And he was like, well, he's come here from somewhere, like an hour and a half drive. I and he, uh, he lost his luggage. He doesn't have it. And I was like, 
Home besides shopping center is <laughs> still open. Any like, other you could, t- you could go into a JJ's yeah. right now. I don't think you can think of a get a National Geographic yeah. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably get a bunch of different video game shirts and yeah. are better suited than Doom. Yeah, like it is Sonic so funny to have like everyone dressed up real nice and then have like a Dylan Klebold, Eric Harris guy <laughs> just in there. The other story is about like kind of what a sweet, goofy man Andrew Hastings is. Is that obviously um, his wife's um, uh, like parents and heritage is all Chinese, so that like a lot of the gift giving uh, custom mm. is just those red envelopes with cash in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hastings thrilled by this obviously Uh thrilled to be part of the family thrilled to get those envelopes and he's got one of the envelopes this is after all you guys have been sent away we're doing the photos he's got one of those envelopes and he's fucking (laughs) like I wonder how much is in this he's waving it around I just imagine the doom guy in the photos (laughs) 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 that's A6 his wife and then the guy with the doom shirt all snuggling up to each other (laughs) photo on a nice palm tree (laughs) so obviously like the outside where we were is like tiered seating but it's all slats and below it is the water. Yeah. Hastings waving his thing around, <laughs> oh, being like, I wonder no. how much is in there. Probably a lot. Drops it, goes through the slats into the water. Oh, yeah. Hastings had to get someone from the Maritime Museum wow. to open it up with like a, like a pole with a hook on the end. Oh my God. And then go down into the water to get Hastings money. I just wow. love the idea of Hastings with thousands of dollars in him, like yeah. waving around, going, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> yeah. And everyone just it was sitting just there such watching. A classic Everyone's Hastings. seeing it happen. Yeah. Like, there's no, no one's doubting that. No, no, no. no. As soon awesome. as it, like the way he dropped it, I was like, that's going to go through the slack. Yeah. And it just <laughs> straight through. Like a letterbox oh, drop. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. And then that probably pushed the photos like 40 extra minutes oh. because we had it's, it's also so good to just be like, you know, you've dropped it. It's gone into the water. You need someone to dive down and get it. Looking at everyone going, hmm, who's the most suitable that can jump down and not ruin their nice <laughs> <laughs> This guy wearing board shorts and a dive straight down. I mean, if Hastings ever agrees to uh, talk about it on an episode, I'd be more than happy to do it. Oh, there's too many it stories. It's a great. It was a great night. Mm. One of the best. Oh. I wasn't even there, and I've known about the Doom guy. It's going to be about the guy with the Doom shirt. <laughs> I think it's one of those things, like where if we just mm-hmm. had you on, you could be like, and then this happened. Yeah. 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 Never oh. having been there, you'd know yeah. the full Iconic. night. But I have heard the prophecy has been spoken to me. I have Mm. heard the stories. (laughs) Oh, my Um, God. So the final question, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you this in kind of a two-tiered style. One, Mm -hmm. if someone comes up to you in 1999 and says, Lex, we're going to Darling (laughs) Harbour. Invest in Apple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, give me $5,000. I need to buy a Sonic. (laughs) buy a Sonic statue. Yeah, in 1999, (laughs) what would you do in uh, Darling Harbour? Where would you go for a day and night out? Well, I spent so much time there. I would... One, the two that we have not mentioned at all, IMAX. I'll be hitting oh, the IMAX. Man, yes, know. that was one of the reasons I booked you. We have not mentioned yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be going to the IMAX cinema, the biggest screen in the Southern Hemisphere. Yep. It has been not been rebuilt. We've got the building for the IMAX there. What? I thought it was back. No, it, no, it's not open yet. Oh. You can't put pre, uh, pre-book Oppenheimer tickets to go. You can't go see Mission Impossible there. You're going to see... So I would be... I would be dreaming to go there. The last film I saw there, I think, was Star Wars: The Force Awakens with Henry Stone, mm. and we went. We went to go see it midnight screening, and there was all these guys, like you know, everyone's in costumes and all that stuff. I remember just being in the cubicle coming out, and then this guy walk out of the next cubicle, 
and he'd come in a normal guy. He walked out as Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> he had like these scissors. And like these scissors, he was like fixing his costume. I was like, okay, strange fella. Yeah. <laughs> so it freaked me out. I saw Bat, the third Nolan Batman, what's the, Dark Rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the premiere. Some My dad's, someone dad's work got tickets yeah. and gave it to me. And so it was just full of Batman nerds. Wow. And it was a rule though, um, yeah. like the IMAX itself as well. The, but dark, the Heath Ledger one there in IMAX. Yeah. And it was incredible. And yeah. I have seen Interstellar. I've also seen a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Who, which have one have you seen? I've never been to the IMAX. And I'm wow. Oh. It, it, hopefully it will come back soon. Yeah. They've got the building ready to go. But How many seats were in there during what? Um, it'd be awesome if I knew the exact number. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. And I've sat in every yeah. single one at the least one. And I know which one's the best seat. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. the same as a normal cinema, right? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't too like huge. It, it's just okay. the screen is the screen's big. Massive. Yeah, And I would say it's actually not an ideal place to see a movie because it was so... That it's it's so steep because I have to like feel this like it's such a narrow cinema, but the screen is so fucking huge. Mm. That's I always got vertigo. Yeah, like I used to always get vertigo watching a movie there, and they would actually never screen Alfred Hitchcock's movie of the same name. <laughs> um, but uh, I what have I seen there? I saw. Uh, when I was a kid, and this would be around 1999, I remember this will be what I recommend you go see. They always had like nature documentaries and all that shit. Yep. But I remember my dad took me to go see this thing that was like a 3D presentation of like 3D images and stuff. And so what it was was um, it was hosted by a 3D character um, played by Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and so it was like this 3D woman who was like taking you to different worlds that were in 3D. And one of them was the three, I don't even know if it was three gla- 3D glasses, but it was CGI. When I'm saying 3D, I mean it's CGI. Yes. I feel like I had 3D glasses on, but I can't quite remember. And it was like taking you all these little things. And the, one, the only one that I remember, um, it's how I've been able to find what this was when I had the memory of like searching for it, uh, was they showed a 3D CGI episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Where Homer's like goes yeah. to the like one into that world. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so they showed that in 3D there. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome. That does that rule. And it's hosted by Scientologist Jenna Elfman. Oh, is it a Scientologist <laughs> yeah, she was thing? A, I don't know if it was a Scientologist thing, but she was a Scientologist right. back then. Yeah. So I would say, go see that with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so that's the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. Then probably breakfast... Um, go get a egg McMuffin from McDonald's. Oh, uh, absolutely delicious, really beautiful stuff. And then probably go to Sega Worlds. Put your head in the gear team. <laughs> think about life and how pressured it is. is. Uh, then you know probably go on all those fucking stupid rides like that little minecart thing that was so cool. And then for d- dessert, you gotta go desserts. Mm-hmm. You yeah, absolutely desserts. have to go desserts. I think that would be. Uh, I don't know what kind of dessert they'd have. Probably some kind of crap sundae. Mm-hmm. I would nice, think like, jelly cubes. Oh, yeah, God. That's the certainly. future. Yeah, absolutely. Jelly cubes with cream on top or Ooh, something disgusting. Delightful. I think it also, after desserts, mm-hmm. that site became one of those like rainforest cafe yeah, restaurants. I think so. Do you remember those? I'm, I'm so, not like, familiar. The, the place was mm. like, then it became like, the centerpiece was like a giant fucking mm-hmm. tree and it was like you were in a tree house like in the rainforest. Like, yeah. Right. 
I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like think that might George have even the been the dirt site. Like <laughs> it, it might be. Changed into that. I, I, I remember walking past and going, God, I wish I could go to space right now, but instead <laughs> I'm trapped in the Amazonian <laughs> jungle. Um, and then, you know, the other things I would do back then that I, they're also still around would be like the, the aquarium is so good. Yeah, yeah. I love rock. the aquarium mm-hmm. there. I haven't been in like probably 10 years, so I assume it's good. Madam Two Swords? That's new. I will go take a photo for Oath at Madame Tussauds. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I will go Madame Tussauds, but only Aussie icons. Yeah. Rove, yeah, Kylie, is Rove, in there? Rove is in there. Oh man, that Rove rocks. is in there. We gotta yeah. go one day. Yeah, oh. I would do that. Just go only Aussie icons. And then uh, the Maritime Museum is pretty great. The thing that I would look at most at the Maritime Museum is they had a head of a creature in there that they were like, this is a Yowie, or this is a, uh-huh. a Bunyip or something like yeah. that. And it was, um, I think it's like a horse with one eyeball in the center <laughs> of That's what I remember it being. But yeah. I'll, maybe a I'll rage ch- to be Maritime Museum. Yeah, that's what I would go. Maritime Museum, but only look at that Bunyip creature that they have there. Let me see if I can find it. Bunyip Maritime it is Museum. a fucking full day out, darling. I forgot about all that other stuff. Well, there was yeah. so much stuff there. Well, I mean, even like Harborside had like a full, like, um, I think it was like a Boeing simulator. Like you could pretend you're on an airplane oh, there. Wow. Oh, wow. What a dream bowling. come true. No. They, but they also had bowling there. They had a kingpin bowling. Cause at, I remember at the... At Harborside Center. Right, right. Wow, I can't find a picture of this bunyip or whatever it was. Maybe like I le- dreamed a, a, about a Lex this. fever dream. <laughs> yeah, far out. Uh, there, when you look at Bunyip Maritime Museum images, there's under 14 pictures. Wow, that's <laughs> unheard of. It's, it's quite Mama a narrow a search. With one yeah. yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I'll try and find try. it. Add bunyip in Doom t-shirt. Maritime <laughs> Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's all the things I would recommend. But, you know, I would also that's go to the Lord. Worsley for lunch. Yeah, that is a great part. Because you kind of done my second part, which is what would you do now? Okay, well, let me say it. Uh, What would I do now? Lord Worsley, have a meal there. Um, It's so weird because Harborside has just gone. And I used to know what was inside there. Now I don't know. So, Mm. like, it's always changing, darling. I feel like it's always something changing. I can't even do the geography in my head of what it looks like now. So, I guess now I would go to Barangaroo, get Reverendo Gelado. Go to Costas. Yeah, Costas, that's Circular Key. Oh, no, no, that's in Barangaroo, I think. Wow, okay, go there. Jamie and I have been to Costas a couple of times. The seafood oh. place? No, no, no. It's no, like no. a the sandwich, sandwich mm. place. Oh. It's incredible. I've it heard is good things. fantastic. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was like, I, I, would I have say, heard good Jamie things. Get Jamie to give you a lift to yeah. Costas. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, other yeah. recommendation. I just realized, as I said, I've heard good things that I've heard good things from both of you. In our group chat, sending photos like, hey, look at this one, man. <laughs> um, and yeah, probably just go to the aquarium again. I would do that. And uh, I don't know. It's a, it's such a weird little area because it it's is. so mm. touristy. But if you live in Sydney, every now and then you just have to interact with Darling Harbour. Mm. You yeah. just have to go through it. You have to walk through it. I used to work in Piermont for a few years and I would have to get off the train at Town Hall go and then the walk bridge, yeah. through Darling Harbour every day. And it just felt so fucking weird because yeah. I would only have associated it with the weekends. And now I'm like, got my head hanging low, listening to a fucking podcast. <laughs> I've had to go walk in and like soullessly ride on a TV show for a day. <laughs> and it was just like, so it's so bizarre. It's like, uh, there's something about Darling Harbour that I will always find charming. Yeah. I think like as well, maybe this is just me, but there's like, 
so many phases to dance. Mm. Like, you got your childhood when it was, like, completely yeah. different when you got your Sega Awards, your Zerts. And then, like, yeah. I feel like if you're a suburban kid, especially like I was, at your 20s, you have to do the <laughs> yeah. fucking cargo bar bungalow aid. Either go full <laughs> hog and go there every yeah. weekend or decide you hate it wow. really Go Going full hog at cargo <laughs> bar. <laughs> Showing your hog at cargo <laughs> bar, getting kicked out. Jamie's yeah. going full hog at cargo shorts. <laughs> 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 I, I also had my school formal there oh, at like oh, one of the little oh, nice. like the venues and I my cousin recently got married there like probably two or three years ago. I'm well, not you married spent every single there. weekend of your <laughs> life. Like, they really has. <laughs> yeah, it's got so much time. This. I might. I might just go back for a wander. Yeah, like the fun. spit bridge thing there. Yeah. I love yeah, that. That's a good time. I probably walked across there quite drunk, you know, this year. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, Fuck yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that you you wouldn't move there because there's not no. any place oh, to live. Oh, I'd love to live in the start. <laughs> <laughs> At the top of the star, yeah. you know? There you go. Or, oh. you know, live in Sonic's world, in Seagull world. That'd yeah, be great. That would Bring roll. it back just for me. Big red box for me to live in. <laughs> <laughs> Lex, do you have anything you want to plug, man? Um, yeah, I'd probably get that guy a Bowser so he can get those yeah. Sonic statues. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, otherwise, I'm not podcasting that much right now, but I'm working on like a big Aussie film podcast that'll be coming out later in the year. There'll be like mainly interviews of some big Australian filmmakers and stuff. Uh, so keep an eye on that. You'll be announced on the Total Reboot feed. So go there, podcasting occasionally in there. Uh, but otherwise, check out the web series that Cameron James and I made last year, Finding Jesus. Uh, where we solve one of the internet's greatest unsolved mysteries and uh, hopefully more shit like that in the near future too. Awesome. Awesome. And as always, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put the full video every week. Also, always hit us up on social media. We love hearing your stories, especially if you've got anything about Zerts mm-hmm. or Bowser's, mm-hmm. Castrol signs, yeah, updates Marvin on the Sonic. Martian photo of your tattoo of Marvin the Martian. <laughs> really a lot to fit. If you're the Doom guy and yeah. you listen, <laughs> get in touch wow. with us. I would love to hear from the Doom guy. I've never <laughs> met you, but I've heard so much about you. What other shirt did you not wear <laughs> yeah. you're like oh I can better well, pick a Doom shirt because he came with shirt. his girlfriend yeah. as well so at some point she'd be like she had a Duke well, Nukem shirt on yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just imagining her being like well that's the best one you've got yeah, 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 like, yeah. but option. if he lost his luggage he would have been wearing that on a plane <laughs> yeah, so honestly, I, think it, I think it was his only shirt honestly yeah. if he was shirtless shirt. we wouldn't be talking about <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like that's weird but we would have moved on uh, I think you're actually 100% right like if you do oh there's a shirtless guy he's just wearing like oh that that's weird. I would never have thought of that again. Someone telling me there was a Doom Shirt guy, I've created a character in my head I'm that so I'm invested interested. in. Wow. Oh, yeah, wow. okay. That's interesting. Because, you know, you, you don't buy a Doom Shirt. It comes free when you pre-order the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like a guy repping his colors, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, all right. Lex, all right. what a pleasure Thanks, having Lex. you on. My we'll pleasure. See you next week, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.